You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. I'm excited about today's episode. It's one that uh, I pulled from the archives. Back in 2014, I went to Australia. And what I ended up doing was coaching in person three amazing dudes, and we had quite the weekend. I think by the end of the weekend, all the guys were you know, making out with girls, dancing with girls. And even if that doesn't sound too crazy to you, just imagine that these guys were completely shy and very scared to even talk to a girl. And look what we did by the end of the weekend with zero alcohol. So pretty crazy. So what I ended up doing was when I was there, I remember I put down my phone and I pressed record and I answered their questions. And they asked some really good questions, stuff that you're going to get a lot of use out of when you listen and apply some of the stuff that we talk about. They're asking questions mainly about when you're approaching a woman and some of the mistakes that happen and some of the pitfalls that go on and and you know just some of the common situations you might find yourself in when you're approaching women during the day mostly, but also at night. So I want you to listen. I want you to take notes and really try to implement some of this stuff like I'm always trying to push you to do when you're going out and you're talking to women and doing your approaches because that's where you're going to see the most results. And don't forget, if you're interested in getting me one-on-one to be able to do coaching with you, whether it be in person or on the phone, that's available to you. All you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com. That is a URL that takes you to an application. That application is for you to fill out to do coaching with me. I read every single application, but unfortunately, I don't take every single person in the coaching program It is only going to be for people who are at least over 18 and fill out the application in a way that that is serious. You know, if you're putting one words in some of the answers, I'm not going to be able to take it serious. So please fill it out to your best ability. And then I will contact you. We'll get on a phone call and further see if coaching is a good fit. And like I said, if you end up doing coaching and you implement the stuff that I teach you to do, you will get results. So whether it's from coaching or from the podcast, You got to implement. Don't just listen. Go out and do this stuff and see how amazing it works. So go to coachbytrip.com, fill out an application. I'd be so excited to work with you. And in the meantime, before you do that, here is a little live coaching session that I did with three dudes in Australia five years ago. Probably not the best... It's all right. So I just want, wanted to ask how, how long from conversation to seduction to maybe exit or leave with a girl? Because like, I don't. I want to know, am I seducing her this soon or am I getting her bored because I'm not seducing her quick enough? So, yeah. Okay, so what's the question? How long? How far apart? Like, should I, everything be within 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Okay. So, you know, you're going to read a lot in different places that are going to say like it's 15 minutes it's 20 minutes it's 30 minutes it's an hour like it takes 7 hours to get from you know point A of meeting her to point A or point B of having sex with her you know whatever it is yeah. but here's 
Here's the advanced answer, okay? So it's all coming in terms of calibration, right? So when you end up talking to a girl, you need to feel her energy. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of see where she's at, right? So you talked to a lot of girls last night and everyone was kind of different. Some were standoffish, some were really flirty, right? So it's up to you to be able to adapt to that environment, whatever she's kind of giving you, okay? And so the ones who are a little more standoffish, it's going to take maybe a little bit longer than maybe, say, one who's more flirty, right? But if you're not, if you don't know what you're doing, even the ones who are flirty, it can still kind of take a long time for you. So you have to, the first thing is first, you got to be able to read where she's at, read her body language, read how is she reacting to you in conversation? What is she saying to you? Is she invested? Is she asking you questions? You know, where is she at in the interaction? Okay. Based on that answer, as you're kind of like analyzing in your head and you'll get faster when you continue to do this more. But whatever that answer is, that's going to give you the answer to know if you can push it farther, faster. Right. right? So last night you were with a girl and you kissed her in how long? Can't really say it, but probably like 10 minutes. Okay, in 10 minutes, right? That's pretty short time, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, sometimes you can't even get a number within 45 minutes if you didn't do it right. Yeah. Right? So, but you were with a girl who was very flirty and so you jumped on board and got even more flirty with her right instead of being scared and being like I'm not going to flirt with her you read that energy and so you were able to piggyback off that energy and then push it further so the answer I mean you can end up meeting a girl and kissing her literally within a minute and a half you can get her number within 30 seconds it happens it's crazy right but it all depends on where she's at and how much you can adapt to the interaction. Okay, gotcha. So like particularly with like like with Erin, so how do I how do I hook up with her again? Like like because she gave me her number, guess said we'll hang out before I leave. So what do I do next? Do I I've got a number, do I text do I call? Do we should I... be texting her today. Okay. We should be texting her. We'll we'll create that text. Okay. But basically you're just gonna text her a follow-up and saying something like, Hey, awesome meeting you last night. It was a great time, you know, how was the rest of your night? Something like that. That's gonna be what I call the check-in text. Mm-hmm. So that's just like you know, you're not going to ask her out on the first text. It's too fast. Yeah, Let's yeah. see if she'll even respond to you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then we go from there. All right. Okay. Okay. How do you approach two or more girls in, in the daytime? Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's it's easier, like, at night, because, like, big game, like, they're in a social environment. But in the daytime, so if you'd like to approach, like... That's approach. actually today's lesson. Oh, okay. we're, we're, that's, right. good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. We're going to... We're gonna, I okay. mean... We'll still approach singles, but we're going to try to approach approach doubles and triples and all that stuff. Okay, all right. Um, But yeah, I'll tell you right now. The but maybe um, we can skip to that because that's if that's going to be the lecture today, then we can probably do that later. So I'll I'll, I'll explain now. Okay, I'll explain now. So in terms of approaching more than one woman in a daytime setting, a casual setting, it's very similar to social setting in the fact that you have to bring a lot of energy. Okay. Not as much energy as maybe you would at like a social setting, okay? But you have to come in and be like, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? And like a friendly vibe, okay? And the whole idea behind the casual approach is it has to be very friendly. Because if you're not friendly and you're coming in kind of like low energy or just kind of like a little off, it's going to be creepy and they're not going to want to talk to you. Because you only have very, you only have a very small moment 
in a casual approach to make an impression. That's why the rejection rate's much higher because some girls, right, like I said yesterday, they're just not going to want to talk to you. They, they just like, no matter who you are, unless you're a celebrity, they're just going to be like, no, get away. This is weird for me, right? They're not used to that, okay? Because it, it, you know what? It's funny. Like, we forget that girls are shy also. You know what I mean? It's not like every single girl is not shy and it's only the guys, right? Obviously, right? Girls are too. Like I said yesterday, right? We were, I was talking to that one girl. Her face was bright red the entire time. She couldn't even handle the whole interaction because she was so nervous, right? So some girls get that way too. And to the point where you can't even end up talking to them. So with the approaches for today, you're going to come in. You can still do the same thing, right? You can comment on what one of them is wearing, right? And then you'll just kind of talk to her and say that. And then you can maybe even follow up with like, oh, so what are you guys doing today? You know? And that's even a little more comfortable saying that to two people because it seems like they're doing something. Then like one person, they could be, they're just walking around, they're going home, they're going to work, whatever, but two people are hanging out. You know what I mean? So that's going to be your follow-up. And remember, like I was saying yesterday, make sure that when you're approaching them, you're not approaching them from behind and you're not just following them, right? You have to come up in front of them, in front, just a little bit. So hopefully you can eventually get them to slow down and then stop. So they stop because that's the goals. The goals of a casual approach, get them to stop walking if, if, if they are walking and get them to ask you a personal question. Make sense? Have them ask us a personal question. Have them ask you a personal question. Okay. Not by asking them, hey, you didn't even ask me a personal question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Although, you know, that's the crazy thing is if yeah. you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, the under, that's the whole idea of what I'm trying to teach you guys is you can get away with so much stuff, all depending on your energy. You know what I mean? If you're confident, you can get away with a, saying a lot of crazy stuff because they're entering your frame. That's what it is. By the way, these are some of the things that Marshall and I came up with as well. So, like you said, like no, no buying of drinks for girls. So, how do you decline like nicely? Like if she, you've just been, you just met, like, you buy me a drink. Did that happen? No, no, it hasn't. But I'm sure there are, there will be girls. So how do you say like just in case? Yeah, just in case. Like, what's the best way to decline? I've answered this question before. I forgot what my answer was. Let me think. I'd probably say something like, I kind of tease him and be like, buy you a drink. I don't even know you yet. Right, and say that with a big smile, okay. and then switch topics. Okay. Personally, and again, this is just me. If a girl asked me to buy her a drink, I would automatically get turned off. I wouldn't even really necessarily want to continue talking to her. Mm-hmm. That's just me. If you, I mean, someone else might be like, "Nah, I still want to talk to her," you know, and that's fine too. Yeah. I would just kind of brush it off. So you'd actually leave a minute. Like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, maybe, maybe I'll buy you a drink, you know, if you're, like, really cool, but I don't even know you yet. It's, like, qualifying her. Yeah. Yep. And so, and at that point, I wouldn't even necessarily buy her a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can say, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal, and be really dead serious about it, too. Like, I'll make you a deal. And you say to her, like, I'm serious. I've never had a girl ever buy me a drink. So how about we do this? You buy me a drink, and I promise, Scout's honor, swear to God, I will buy a drink for you on the next round. What do you say? I don't know. Test it out. It might not work. But that's the whole thing, too, right? Like, I come up with a lot of different ideas. 
And sometimes it works for some girls, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You test it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. okay, so the next question is like, we have to be sober the whole night. To what point can we start drinking? <laughs> Like, I mean, it's a bar, like, you know, you know the girl's listen. probably getting drunk. Do we get drunk with them? Do we? It's a personal choice. Okay. I'm just saying this for your own benefit. The reason why I don't have drinking on the boot camps. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. Right. Um, is because, well, why is it? Let me ask you, let me ask you, why do I have drinking on the boot camps? And there's nothing to do with safety reasons. We're learning. We have to be focused. We have to be focused on right. you. Like what you're telling us, we have to be able to absorb If we're intoxicated, then the mind's probably wandering off or not taking in as much. Right. And drinking makes approaching easier, but it's not, oh, yeah. not necessarily make you better. Yep. yep. That's true too. Yeah. Anything else? There's one more there's one more big one which I'll tell you guys unless you like you won't be able to actually remember like what you did wrong or right <laughs> if you if you're too drunk. So <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So you guys actually just hit every single point perfect, okay. right? So, and that's that's the bigger one. Okay, what Marshall said is the bigger one is that it's like you're talking to a girl and you're drunk. I mean, you guys didn't even remember their names last night. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? You're going to be like, oh, what happened last night? Like, I was talking to this girl. Like, what did we even talk about? I don't even remember. And whatever. You can end up having like a shot or two and you'll be fine. Yeah. Right, and eventually, if you want to get to that point, that's up to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But here's the here's the thing that I've learned, and maybe it's a personal thing, but I think that most guys have uh, feel the same way. Is that when you're in an interaction, right? You can control it better, and you can think way more clearly in terms of where you need to take it. Right. So we were talking earlier about adapting the situation. It is so much harder to know where you are in an interaction when you're drunk. It's like driving, right? It's like when you're driving a car and you're drunk, not a good combination because you're like all over the road. You can't really focus. It's the same thing. Trust me. Yes, drinking does create really fun times. You get drunk, you're, you're way more uninhibited and so are the girls. So maybe you'll make out with them faster or whatever. Like, and that's great, but you really can still do that without alcohol. And it's so much more powerful to be able to do that. Because if you can train your mind and your body to be able to take advantage of those moments and do the things you need to do to push an interaction forward and you can do that sober, I mean, you can do that anywhere, yeah. right? Alcohol is, is like a crutch. And it's like, it's like when you don't have it, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I mean, I got to the point where I used to love to drink. I drank all the time. Like, I drank heavily in college, you know? Like, partied, alcohol was great. And then I learned how to do this sober, and I, I rarely drink. And if I do drink, it's like one glass, right? Because now I only drink for the actual, like, flavor and taste of it. Like, I like it, and a little buzz is nice, but I don't need to get hammered to socialize anymore. Like, you don't need it. Right, I would probably assume that most people who are drinking in a bar, you know, beyond the fact that it feels good, it also makes them less nervous to socialize. You don't need that. The last, last and final question, which kind of touched a bit: How do you handle bitches in a group? Or like, if you you like one girl in a group, but there's a bitch. Like, if we approach someone here today, which is the 
the thing we're doing today. Like, if there's a bitch, how do you? <laughs> yeah, there's one bitch. There's always one bitch in a group. So what I, what I like to do is is kill her with kindness, right? So you leave teases off the table. You're you're dealing with her in a totally different way. You're taking out flirting. You're taking out teases. You're taking out anything aggressive, and you're taking out anything that would be remotely obvious that any other guy would do when talking to her. Right, which is talking about the same topics over and over again, or teasing her, or flirting with her in some kind of like cheesy way, which you might be able to get away with with a girl who's already flirting with you, right? But with the bitch, the calibration is is basically you want to almost friend zone her, like you want to like make her be your friend, be really nice to her, get to know her, like let her know that you're like a cool, genuine guy. Because the thing is, is she's a bitch because she's got that shield up. They call it the bitch shield, right? Which is she doesn't trust you yet. She thinks you're like some guy who's trying to hit on her friends and she's got all these, you know, terrible psychological issues happening in her head that's preventing her from giving you a shot. So you have to prove to her that you're a cool guy. And to do that, you're just going to be real nice, real chill. You're going to be more down to earth. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're, you're, mm-hmm. A demonstration? Yeah, 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 like pretend. Like a mock. Yeah, like a pretend. <laughs> oh. Like if someone like approach a girl and approach us and maybe. It's a hard it's a hard role play there. Yeah, because you never know what the girl's gonna say. I know, like you don't really I don't think you guys can act out what a bitch is. Um but I know what you're looking for when you're asking yeah. that question. You're kind of like, well, what do I say? Like, you know? Or maybe and, like how kind. Like, for example, like you approach them, and one of them goes like, willing to help, but like, we're and one girl, well, we're here, really in a rush. Like, maybe, you know. Oh, that's not really bitchy. They're just in a rush. They need to get out of there. Yeah, let me come back to this. Do you find it's better to, to signal your wingman than to just like have him come in like after a certain amount of time? Yeah, I guess technically that would be better. Yeah. Whatever works better for you. So I was thinking like, like last night, like there was like sometimes like when I was like, it was, like I was just like about to leave or like you know I was tying down and like one of the guys would come in. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh wait, one of the guys came in. He did not want them to come in. Yeah. Yeah, was it me? Was I can't me? remember which that especially. <laughs> you know what you could do? Yeah, I think it was both you. You, you, <laughs> you could do um, <laughs> you could you could do this. You could do um, you can do a code. Yeah, you can do a little code, right? So when your wingman comes in, it's kind of weak you can be codes. like, you can be like, let's say I'm talking to the girls and it's going great, and you come in, I can be like. You're going to be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, really quickly, Stephanie called. And you're going to be like, oh, okay. And you take out your phone and walk away. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know why you not, wouldn't want your wingman to come in. All right, why, why wouldn't? All right. I suppose, yeah, like kind of what we are touching on before about like with, um, with talking, like how like I, I feel like I sit there. Having the wingman come in is just kind of like using them as a crush site to talk for me. So it's like, if I'm like talking fine and like the wingman comes in. All right, so like, so this is... I've got a com- question, kind of comment on that. Like, normally, like you want to focus on, on one girl. So like, how can you do that if you don't have a wingman to take away the all the other girls? Well, I mean... 
sometimes they'll talk to each other. I mean, it's like what Chip was talking about last night when it's like we're talking across, like you're across me, and then some Chip was talking to Kevin, I'd go around kind of thing after, like, you know, if there's like a cross conversation going on. I mean, what I would do at that point is I would be able to, I would try to signal your wingman to let him know which core you're interested in, yeah. and then that wingman should be going full force into the other girl and start conversation with her, which will leave you open to your girl. That's what the wingman does. The wingman is almost like the person, he's the wingman, he's distracting the other girls so he can let you go for your girl, right? Yeah. This is like when I brought Kevin in to, you know, to the blonde girl, right? I remember I was like, Kevin, come here. And then like, I was like, go talk to her, right? And then like, you start talking to her and I immediately talked to the girl next to her to distract her. right? So that's the job, okay? That is the job. How, how was I? Did I? Yeah, you got a Facebook info, right? Did I do it good? Yeah. So that's the job of the wingman, right? To go distract the other girls while you talk to the girl that you want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Do I have a question? Yeah. During the day, like, in terms of physical escalation, like, how what, what's the maximum you can do, like? physical contact I mean maximum you can really get you can get to anyone, you can end up kissing a girl you know what I mean you can end <laughs> if you're up, really good if you're really good you can do that yeah you could do that but here's the thing the the physical escalation during a casual approach is just slower okay now again this is I'm, I'm really again coming back to the idea of calibration here because it's only slower I say that because mainly that's how it is during the day. A girl's not going to be flirting back with you too much, but she might. She might, and she might be touching you, and if she is, then you can even go faster, and then it doesn't really matter. In a rare case. Right. In that rare case, then you can you can flirt back heavier and touch her more. But it's usually going to be slower, you know? Definitely a hug goodbye at the least, you know, after you get her number, or after or whatever, after you say goodbye. And if you go on an instant date with her, you can, you can end up touching her a lot more then. Okay. And then I'm getting a kiss after that. Yeah, all right.